You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into whatever electronic device you are using or non-electronic device. I don't know. You could have some solar powered something or other that plays radio waves. I don't I don't know how you're getting this on the radio. Anyway, it's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And your team is not in a good state if you're listening to this one. Uh, I'm Ryan Andrews at jsfromthecouch.com. I'm still here, still following this team, which we are going to talk about today. And it's not going to be a good talk. It's it's going to be akin to the talk that I think Charlie Montoya wants to give this team and kind of gave this team through the media. But yeah, it is just absolutely rock bottom for this team. This There was no other way to put that. They, yes, they did face a Minnesota team that's good, that that's hitting very well, and that was motivated to, you know, atone for losing three of four to the Blue Jays at home earlier this season. But that was a travesty of a series. Like, like the Blue Jays were outscored. I'm, I'm trying to do the quick math here. I don't have to do much for the Blue Jays because they scored one run and they just got it last night on a Billy McKinney solo shot. So Sniper did something. That's a plus. But yeah, it, it was just all bad. It was like 20 to 1. Blue Jays were out hit 35 to 11. 18 hits given up last night. Just, oh, it it was it was as deadening as the the crowd that was there. There was nothing there. Absolutely nothing there. Nothing good happened. Like like the best thing you can pull out of that series was Aaron Sanchez didn't look terrible. And if that's the silver lining you're looking to hold on to, then, you know, you're not, you're not doing well. Four home runs were hit last night by the Twins off of Blue Jays pitchers. Um, like Trent Thornton couldn't even get out of the third inning. Gave up five runs, seven hits. He was not fooling anyone with any of his pitches last night. And... It's again, it's a, it's a problem with this team lately. Like they can't even maintain the illusion of being competitive in any game because their starting pitching just just isn't there. It can't get anyone out. And then you go out there and you make every starting pitcher you face look like a Cy Young candidate. Kyle Gibson goes out there and sets a career high in strikeouts. Second time in three games that a starting pitcher has set their career high in strikeouts against the Blue Jays. 
first it was Martin Perez. Now it's Kyle Gibson with 11, 11 strikeouts for a guy who had like a 550 ERA heading into that game. He gave up just two hits. Absolutely unacceptable performances. And I keep saying that they're unacceptable performances and they keep happening. And I do not blame Charlie Montoyo at all for going off to the media after yet another disgraceful performance from this team. But you you can you can go out and you could be like, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, we're we're gonna bleep in work. You better bleeping work. Cause that was not work out there. This is supposed to be a prove-it season for a lot of these guys, and they are proving that there aren't major leaguers in in this roster that can support Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette and Kevin Biggio and, and these, these kids who are supposed to come up and save the Blue Jays. And there's no one there. You would you would think like a Teoscar Hernandez wants to prove that he can be a part of the future. You would think that 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 someone would just go and and you know take take charge of something and you know not just like Freddie Galvis taking charge of the defense someone needs to set the tone at the plate and Eric Sogard's starting to come back to earth so it can't be him although he's already done his part for the season he actually leads the Blue Jays in war Eric Sogard he's played 17 games for them he leads the Blue Jays in war and you you have to go down to half of that to find Randall Grichuk and Freddie Galvis at 0.5, the next highest batters. It's it's just you. It's unwatchable. You you can't look at the at this team and think, all right, I'm I'm watching this team and I'm I'm gonna see a victory. There there's not even that hope anymore. Like. You you look at that. You look at Socrates Brito striking out in all three at bats. Eddie face and you're like what's he doing here why is he still on his team like at least Luke Maley provides defense and relief pitching apparently which was good to find out at least Brandon Drury provides versatility at least Justin Smoke while he's still here provides veteran leadership I don't I don't know what some of these people are doing here and you can be Charlie Montoyo and you can be honest and you can say that, you know, we're, they played bad baseball. What are you going to do about it, Charlie? You and Dave Hudgens and Guillermo Martinez and these guys have to figure something out because they keep going to the plate and they, they are unable to find fastballs down the middle. Instead, they're swinging at pitches that are way outside and just giving giving these guys free free strikes like like Randall Grichuk going up there four times and striking out four times is pretty indicative that he is not going to be a number 3 hitter for this team not if he, not with that approach and i know we saw this from him last year but he needs to dig out summer and fall grichuk in a hurry because this is not acceptable especially for someone you just gave a lot of money to be the leader of this team and he's going out there and waving at pitches that that's some leadership right there everyone follow that tone 
and we'll get out of this game in less than three innings, three hours. Unbelievable. Like, 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 what are you going to do? What are you going to do for this? Mark Shapiro goes on the broadcast and is like, you know, individual players don't, don't bring fans. Winning teams bring fans. You don't have a winning team right now, Mark. What are you going to do about it? Do you want do you want to bring Jose Bautista back for one last run? Do you want to I I don't know. There's got to there's got to be someone else you can you can rope in. Let's call up Ben Revere. Let's let's have Ben Revere be be the Kevin Pillar replacement and be be the link to the good times. And actually that segues very nicely into the second half of this podcast. So let's do that before I burst a blood vessel in my brain trying to comprehend what the Blue Jays can do about the story state of this team right now. Like like this isn't a rebuild. This is a fire. Like there's there's not even competitiveness. It it sucks. Uh you know what doesn't suck though? Uh the hiring process when you use ZipRecruiter I, I didn't know how it was going to go with that, but there we go. That's that's the angle. So hiring does suck in general. You don't want to have to be looking through a bunch of applications and try, trying to guess whether or not you got the right person for the job. But there is a place where you can go where it's simple, fast, and smart. And it's where growing businesses are connected to qualified candidates. And that place is ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. Um, ZipRecruiter is one of the best job finding job jo- um applicant finding websites out there it sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards over 100 that's a lot but they don't stop there because with their powerful matching technology ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job and it's so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the next day and you can do that too because right now my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free just by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on so that's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K E-D-O-N. I assume you all know how to spell, especially if you're running a business. So check out ZipRecruiter. It's the smartest way to hire. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're back. And I hinted in the first half of the podcast that we were going to talk about Ben Revere potentially coming up because there is a spot open on the Blue Jays 25-man roster with the optioning of Thomas Pannone back down to Buffalo. Not sure what the plan is for Pannone down there. Maybe try to stretch him out as a starter. I wouldn't do that. Starter Pannone is not good, but Again, I'm not in control of anything there. Either way, Pannone had options, and Meza's been better than him, so Pannone's the one who gets sent down. Now, the question is, since the Blue Jays didn't make an immediate move, what is the plan for the Blue Jays? And I have a couple ideas on what they can do with this roster spot. Um, Let's start with the guy I actually mentioned already, Ben Revere. 
um, since he's come back to the Blue Jays organization. Only been in a couple games for Buffalo, but he's three for ten, scored a couple runs, um, hit a double, which I haven't seen a freaking double from a Blue Jays batter in a while. Um, so his name has been floated as a guy who could come up and provide more veteran leadership, maybe get these guys to actually play an entire game. But it's unlikely since he just got back into the organization that he would be the target of this call up, especially since it was a pitcher that went down. So sorry, I think that rules out Kevin Biggio right now. And I think that rules out Lourdes Gurriel Jr. for the time being as well. Just, I I don't see them making that kind of move. I, I think they would need to send, need to DFA Brito, first of all, to make that kind of move. So I, I actually don't see a bat coming up from Buffalo. So you look at the pitching staff and what really is there to come up onto the roster. At least on the 40-man, it's not looking good. Um, since advocating for Jacob Wagsback, he's taken a bit of a step back. Um, in his last couple of games, his ERA is back up to 560. Um, and he's only averaging five innings a start, which isn't great, um, especially considering the Blue Jays need some length out of whoever they're throwing out there. Um, Sean Reed Foley has his ERA back down into three digits. It's 864, which not much better, Sean, but hey, at least he's trying, although he has almost as many walks as he does hits allowed and runs allowed. Uh, 27 hits, 26 runs, 25 walks. So that's not getting Sean Reed Foley up anytime soon. Sorry. Um, David Paulino is also on the 40 man. He's made four starts this season. He's got a 509 ERA and he's only been averaging like four, four and a third, four and two thirds innings per start. If, if the Blue Jays are looking for someone to step into that rotation, it's, it's not going to be a guy like Paulino who's not got the length anymore. So... What, what does that mean? Well, with the off days that the Blue Jays have, they can actually get away without having a fifth starter and hopefully have someone, you know, kind of hold the fort until Clayton Richards ready to come back. But there, there is actually another option for the Blue Jays who is sitting down in Buffalo and it involves a little roster maneuvering, but it's not hard to make this roster maneuver because the Blue Jays aren't limited to people on the 40-man roster to be called up because of the Matt Shoemaker injury. Matt Shoemaker is still on the 10-day DL. He's not coming back. You don't come back from a torn ACL at his age. Marcus Stroman was like 23 or something when he came back. So scratch Shoemaker for the rest of the year. You can put him on the 60-day DL, and that creates a 40-man spot. And this, there was a signing in the offseason that didn't get a lot of attention because it happened kind of late in the season. But uh, Ryan Fierabend made his first start 
for the Bisons uh, earlier this month. He's made two starts now. He's gone 11 in the third innings, given up 10 hits, struck out 10, only given up one earned run. So he, so he's done very well. Um, he actually has an ERA of 079 in Buffalo. He's a veteran guy, 33 years old. He ju- he just came back after spending four seasons in Korea following a brief cameo appearance in 2014 with Texas. Um, he was a very highly valued prospect in Seattle when he was drafted. Um, but Seattle just ran him out in 2006 uh, when he was 20 and just kind of wrecked him a little bit. Um yeah, his, his major league numbers are not good. 7.15 career ERA, 2-11 career record in 31 games and 19 starts. But what Fiera Ben developed a reputation for in Korea was being able to give a solid six innings no matter what. And that's because Fiera Ben is a knuckler. Um, he, he is one of the few practitioners of the knuckler. And Fiera ben is also a lefty, which the Blue Jays don't have in their rotation right now because of the injury to Ryan Barucki and the injury to Clayton Richard. And because Firaben was willing to stay and and work through, that gives me an indication that the Blue Jays have told him that he has a legit shot at making it back to the major leagues. And with the performances he's putting in in Buffalo right now, I know it's only two. I know it's small sample size but right now the Blue Jays need anything they can get their hands on to be some manner of good for this team and you look at the other kinds of pitchers who have come back from Korea um, guys like Miles Mikolas guys like Merrill Kelly who who are going out and and at the very least eating innings for for teams the Blue Jays need someone who can do that. They can't survive on two innings from Trent Thornton every night. They can't survive on four and two thirds from Marcus Stroman or two and a third from the now departed Thomas Pannone. So bringing up a guy like Fiera Ben, or he, he is not going to move the needle, but he's going to save the Blue Jays a lot of pain, especially the kind of pain that the pitching staff has taken over the past few days. So I am going to advocate that the Blue Jays purchase the contract of Ryan Firabend, get the lefty knuckler up in the major leagues, and just let him chew innings for a bit until Baraki's ready, until Clayton Richards ready, until, you know, they, until the cows come home, essentially, because, you know, this is, this is not a season for winning. So if, Fiorabend can come up and give any kind of length to the Blue Jays, any kind of of relief to the Blue Jays' bullpen. It'll be well worth it, and it'll save the Wags box. It'll save the Jean Reed Foley's from being overexposed when you can throw out a 33-year-old with a knuckleball. And again, you want to bring back the warm and fuzzies? All right, Dickie, for all his problems, he pitched on a winning team. So that that's a nice little callback <laughs> to 
to the playoff teams. And that's where we're going to end today's episode of the podcast. Just a reminder, if you're not subscribed already, you can do so on Himalaya, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, just by looking for Locked on Jays. It'll be on there. Um, And, you know, if you want to get involved with the podcast, just by sending your thoughts, Blue Jays Fan Friday is tomorrow. It's probably not going to be positive. But anyway, um, yeah, hit me up on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18. Follow the podcast at Locked on Jays on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And yeah, we will we will continue to try and get through this season. Um, you know, they got to win again at some point. This is not the Orioles. I hope. Uh, Fingers crossed. Anyway, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and for everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I continue for now to be Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care. 